Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. All right. Last week was our SEC preview week, so go ahead and check out those episodes if you haven't already. We're, we're coming back. We're coming back for more SEC. Trey, what's our question today? What is the pecking order in the SEC? All right. Let's uh, start at the bottom. We're going we're gonna to rank all 14. So number 14, unsurprisingly, is Vanderbilt. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are optimistic on the new head coach, Clark Lee, coming in from, uh, from Notre Dame. I guess I'm, I'm sort of indifferent. We'll see. Um, but yeah. uh, I do like the young quarterback, Ken Seals. I thought... All things considered, he was decent last year, uh, but still, for now, it's yeah. 14 until proven otherwise. Yeah. Yes, it is. All right, let's move on to number 13. We have uh, the Gamecocks of South Carolina. It's another new f- first-year head coach there, Shane Beamer. Learned well the uh, past couple of years over there at o- OU, so maybe he can bring a little magic from there. Um, he does have a nice piece to work around, Kevin Harris. So uh, if you can, in a decent O-line, they created some holes for him last year. So if you can uh, kind of tailor those strengths to that, and hopefully the defense I guess, needs to get a lot better. Secondary uh, loses a lot, but the front seven might be all right. So, you know, uh, there's potential there for, for him to surprise some folks. Number 12 is Tennessee. Uh, the, Vols, the Vols were probably hurt the hardest uh, of anyone in terms of the transfer, transfer portal. And they're, they're, of course, following up an unsuccessful run with uh, Jeremy Pruitt. So Heupel is inheriting a team with some NCAA allegations, new personnel all over the field. Recruiting took a little dip, uh, of course, this past year. They're going to have to rebound somewhat from the 3-7 the and seven debacle from a season ago because, it re- really, Vols fans deserve better. All right, number 11 is Kentucky. And I feel like these next few spots are maybe very interchangeable yeah interchangeable so might be a little controversial to have kentucky this low maybe some people would have them a few slots higher but uh i guess we're just a bit lower on them they lost a lot of their best players on defense they're 112th in returning production overall so there's there's a lot to replace the offense is undergoing a transition which could be for the better but it'll be year one of that transition and we don't know if will levis or joey gatewood are good passers that remains to be seen so I'm I'm comfortable 11th for now. Yep, yep, fine with me. Uh, moving on to number 10, uh, we have uh, Mississippi State. Uh, got Will Rogers coming back for coming going into his second season. Got his feet wet. All in all, he wasn't too bad. Um, they also brought in Jack Abraham from Southern Miss uh, just as a kind of a safety net there. Uh, Jaden Wally, uh, he's a really good wide receiver for them. They got a good, pretty good running back, so I think the offense will will be m- much improved. Defense was actually pretty solid last year. I think it's going to be all right this year as well, as long as they stay healthy. They just don't have a ton of depth, so they got a couple of good corners. Um, but you know, I don't think they're going to be a great group. But I can see them being all right. Number nine, we've got Missouri. Uh, us three, we're all big fans of Eli Drinkowitz, and I personally think Mizzou uh, can only improve on this list as the as the years go by. They showed some signs last year of a, of a better team than than in years past. I like everything that, that Drinkowitz has to say publicly. Uh, they have a good quarterback to build around now with Connor Bazelak. Uh, the recruiting has improved. You know, because, I mean, at this time a year ago, we all would have had Mizzou a couple pegs lower on this list, I'm sure. Yep. I know. Okay, here's a team that we definitely would have had several slots lower. At number eight, we have Arkansas. Uh, they had 
a pretty good season last year, and it was three and seven. So that tells us a little something about where they were. Um, and they were probably better than their record. They were zero and three in games decided by a field goal. So they uh, definitely took a step forward, and they return a decent amount. The defense should take uh, a jump. The question for me is is quarterback um, because they lose Felipe Franks, who had was very efficient last year. So now it's KJ Jefferson's job, and he's got a lot of talent, uh, but just is right now a little bit unproven. So. Yeah. We'll see. But I, I trust Kendall Bryles. He's one of the best offensive coordinators in yes. the country. So I, I think he'll do a good job with Jefferson. Yeah, that's why I was – I think I might have him seventh on my list. They're, I'm, I like what they got coming back, man. And they were, they were pretty solid last year. So uh, let's move on to number seven, going to the top half here of the conference. We got to Auburn. Um, normally, you know, if you come in uh, for a coach if, for who was fired, you come in for a coach who was fired, you're going to need some time to rebuild. But Brian Harson's walking into a pretty good situation with the coach with a you know about as good as you can with the coach being let go. He's got a plenty of returning starters coming back on a team that went six and four in SEC play last year. And they return all their linemen. Got quarterback Bo Nix is back. Not that he's amazing, but hey, a couple year starter. And it's nice to have good running back Tank Bigsby. So defense has got a lot of talent. You got Smoke Monday, great safety Owen Papo and uh, Zacoby McLean, two really great linebackers. D line's pretty deep. I mean, they, you know, if they can just pick up offensive coordinator Mike Bobos and defense coordinator Derek Mason systems, this team could be pretty good. I like the little pop there that you made. Yeah, pop. Right. I like yeah. that. I want Peppo. I should have done that. They, need, they need a pop. All right. <laughs> Moving on to number six, we have LSU. Uh, you know, with the with the talent that they've accumulated, this is probably as low as they, they should be. Uh, but And, of course, in the long run, we'd have them, you know, in the – the top three or four given their consistent talent but looking at this year orgeron needs a, a big season they're coming off that five and five year there are and they're just questions that need to be answered can max johnson lead them at quarterback because we saw finley transferred away brennan had surgery uh, can the defense can they not get gouged like they did last year and another piece of the puzzle is this is the second straight year where they're having to mix in a lot of new coaches uh, I personally think we're going to see a little bit better LSU team uh, than last year, but uh, especially since they got a little bit better at the end of the year. But how much better is the question? Right. Yeah, I think most people, that's probably a controversial sixth. I think most people would probably have them fifth or maybe even yeah. slightly better. But uh, yeah, we're, Trey and I in particular are a little bit low on, on LSU. Number five here is Ole Miss and... I'm high on them. I, you know, I'm always high on Lane Kiffin, mm-hmm. and it's served me pretty well, honestly, the last few years. Uh, <laughs> you know, Lane Kiffin's offense is going to be good with Matt Corral coming back at quarterback. The defense was terrible last year, so that's what. If they really are going to be top five team in the SEC, defense needs to take a big jump forward. I think it will. They're going to be a lot more experienced this year. Year two of um, of being under DJ Durkin and the the new uh, coaching staff. So I'm optimistic. All right, moving on to number four, we have uh, Florida. Um, you know, we all know the losses. Kyle Trask and that great, great group of receivers. Um, but you got Emory Jones taking over. He's been there for four years now, patiently waited his turn. Um, and he's been learning under Dan Mullen, one of the best QB whisperers there is. So I think you got to trust Dan Mullen's kind of development and, and uh, coaching over that he's proved over his years. And I'm sure he's going to obviously do a good job of tailoring the offense to Jones' strength as well. 
but whatever regression the offense you know might have i think the defense will kind of more than make up for it um i I expect the defense to take a big a big step back to where they have been under grantham i think the front seven is going to be pretty solid brought in a couple good transfers so they might not be elite elite but i think they'll be much better than they were last year they need to be yeah number three texas a&m they've really closed the gap since jimbo has arrived and it's not shocking considering we've seen how well he's recruited the past few cycles last year they won the orange bowl their only loss was to alabama Um, their defense should be one of the best if not the best in the in the sec this year they have a a lot of weapons on offense as we had three of them on our sec top 10 playmaker uh, episode that we had last week spiller is probably their best uh their best they should have he should have a big year and you know if you look at quarterback assuming it's haynes king if he's efficient there really isn't a reason why they they couldn't win the sec this year or at least for sure be at the new year six mix um it's going to be tough of course but they get the tide in college station so lots to like with the aggies yeah they're going to be really good it just comes down to quarterback play as to whether they'll be you know top five no line play o-line but i'm I don't know. There's I think a lot be of fine, but it's, there. there's there's a little variance. No, it's true. Uh, four new starters there, so that's something exactly. to consider. Number two on our list is Georgia, of course. Well, I guess they could have been number one, but we have them second. They are always good on defense. Tons of talent there. I'm just not even really going to worry about it. They added some transfers, some key transfers on the back good end ones. to kind of make me a little bit more confident in them. And so it just comes down to the offense and. This year, the offense has a chance to be elite, so they could make this could be the year for Georgia. It was almost their year in 2017; they were a play away. But maybe this is the year if JT Daniels really is as good as he looked um, against you know some suspect defenses at the end of last year. But he did what you would expect a really good player to do and played super well. So number two, yep, yep, and and of course at number one, now we have Alabama, the Crimson Tide. Kind of just keep them there until proven otherwise i guess but the defense is going to be great uh they have a ton of returning production led by christian harris that linebacker he's he's awesome uh will anderson's another great linebacker that they have josh job and malachi moore awesome on the back end uh they just really don't have holes on the defense maybe the d-line isn't quite as dominant as it has been for them in the past but it's not like it's a weakness for them they're still going to be good but yeah and they've had um, guys step up like quinnon williams came out of nowhere like christian mm-hmm. barmore had a monster year last year there's Someone probably do that yeah, this year. Yeah, potential's there. It's just, yep, no, not quite the proven commodities like Christian Harris and Will Anderson have. But, um, you know, in the offense, obviously we're going to see some new faces. Bryce Young, new new face, talented face. Um, John Mechie, proven receiver, though. Uh, Evan Neal, arguably the best offensive lineman in the country. A couple experienced replay, uh, players returning also on that line, even though they, they have a few losses there. But can't go against Bama yet. Um, you know, I, I do think it's really close between them and Georgia. Uh, whereas years past, it's you know there was definitely a clear difference. This year, it's neck and neck. I agree with that. All right, that'll do it for our SEC power rankings. Here, let us know who's overrated, who's underrated on our list, and we will be back tomorrow ranking the five most likely teams to make their first ever playoff appearance in 2021. See you then. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros, 
Follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros. And for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.